going on, everybody? Top of the morning to you. Matt Major, Matt Major Show. Hanging out with you on a Thursday, closing out our second week of uh, the new season, I guess we're calling it, of the Matt Major Show. I very much appreciate everybody for joining us. Jack from the Jack and Mo Cooking Show checking in on the chat right off the bat. What's going on, Jack? Uh, interesting day we've got today. Uh, there's a couple of couple of interesting things in the news, as you uh, as you may have heard. Rush Limbaugh passed away. We're going to get into that. We're also going to get into the implications of that on the radio industry. And uh, there's a lot of things. I got some data to show you. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. We've got a few other things. We got some breaking news about a Howard Stern whackpacker. Uh, we're going to give you that first in just a moment. But first, just checking in. Great to have everybody. Please remember to uh, like, follow, and subscribe everywhere. Three one five Live FM slash Matt Major is the home base, and it's got the link to all the places. The YouTube, the podcasts, all of that. If you want to subscribe here on Twitch, you can do that absolutely for free with your Amazon Prime subscription. Bezos is nice enough to uh, to give you one freebie to give away to one Twitch channel a month. And uh, if you wanted to use that on me, you know, that would be cool. But uh, all of that. Support helps the show and, and helps us do all kinds of fun stuff. So if you enjoy this content, which I hope you do, because that's the fucking point of making it, uh, you know, help a fella out. Uh, you can also go to themerch.link. That's themerch.link. That is our official merch store. There's all kinds of Matt Major Show merchandise there. There's all kinds of also just general merchandise Funny t-shirts, wink, wink, uh, Bernie Mittens gear, and a portion of the sale, uh, of every sale that comes into the merch link goes to our effort to uh, help support local restaurants and buy food for healthcare workers. Um, and we are going to be making that purchase probably sometime next week. i got to get with Dick again from Smoke Incorporated Barbecue, see exactly how much uh, funding we have for the first uh, donation gift, thank you, whatever we want to call this thing uh, that we're trying to do for for healthcare workers that have been helping us get through this fucking pandemic. Jack says, can we get a refund on his Medal of Freedom talking about Rush Limbaugh? We'll get into that in a few minutes. Well, I don't know if we'll get into the Medal of Freedom because I don't give a fuck about that, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it, buddy. Um, first, though, I'm going to get my graphics right today. I, I am. I promise. First, though, we've got breaking news. Bigfoot from the Howard Stern Show. Howard Stern Whackpacker. He's not like a staff member or any of that shit. Bigfoot has been arrested for arson. And, and just wait. Until you hear how it went down, 
because <laughs> I'll get the video going for you here. This son of a bitch probably would have gotten away with it had he not run his mouth on the Stern Show. Let's take a look. ...into the Howard... Mary police have arrested a man for arson after they say he called into the Howard Stern radio show admitting he burned down his apartment and then lied to police about it. Did you get that? Stupid bastard. His name is Mark Shaw. Listeners may know him as Bigfoot. It is. Local 22's Courtney Kramer joins us live now from the newsroom. Courtney, fill us in here. Well, Mark Shaw was a regular on the show and quite often in touch with show producers. It was those phone calls where he apparently detailed burning down his apartment that helped police piece together the how and why of this whole event. This guy's name is... Imagine being a professional reporter. And today, your job is to report on a whack packer. He's Bigfoot. You know him. He uh, started coming on the show years ago. Mark Shaw may be better known as Bigfoot after his stints on Howard Stern's radio show, even being featured as a prime member of Stern's Whack Pack. I treat him like a psychiatrist. I do. If I got something on my mind, I'm going more than likely say it. That's Shaw back in 2012 when we talked with him in Newport about his time on the show. Fast forward nearly... He's a frequent guest on the local news because he made it to the Howard Stern Show. If if you want to ever talk about, like, a small town local news with nothing to talk about, the fact that they've had multiple interviews with Bigfoot, it's it's just hilarious. Eight years later, this is 24 Fairview Street in Barrie. On the night of December 3rd, Shaw is accused of burning down his apartment. And get this, at the same time, police say he was on the phone with Stern Show... His apartment. It wasn't even his own house. I, I mean, I guess you could have renter's insurance, but really, like... You don't burn down somebody else's house that you lived in. Now you're just homeless. It's one thing if you got, like, a tax scam... And you got, you know, you can move to a new house or something. Or you're the landlord and you're trying to cash in. That's horrible. But, like, just burning your own place so you don't have a place to live anymore. Fuck. Producer Wolfie telling him all the details. While court documents show Shaw told officers it was an accident that he knocked over a candle causing the flames, he told the producer it was, quote, something that needed to happen and what he wanted to do. The fire caused $75,000 in property damage and displaced two neighbors. Documents what an also asshole. show that Shaw made several calls to police in the weeks prior, claiming he was fed up with sexual activity occurring in the hallway. He also cited his skip. What? Sexual activity happening in the hallway? I, I'm i going to go out on a limb here and say that, like, he saw his neighbors holding hands or, or maybe kissing the boyfriend goodbye or something. Not bothered me, it is. Schizophrenia in the phone calls to the Stern Show. The affidavit goes on to say the VP of Safety and Security at Sirius XM Radio reached out to Barry City Police days later, alerting them of their conversations with Bigfoot. 
He was arrested Wednesday and charged with arson. Shaw was arraigned this afternoon in Washington County Court and is being held for a psychiatric evaluation. Reporting live tonight from the newsroom, Courtney Kramer, Local 22 News. A psychiatric evaluation. How do you think that's going to go? Hey, are you sane? Clearly fucking not. Right? Like, that's pretty much... Pretty much... I'm not a... I'm not a, uh, you know, professional mental health expert. But I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that... uh, That guy's pretty fucked. Hopefully that doesn't mean it's a get-out-of-jail-free card. Because clearly he's also a little dangerous, right? Of course, we don't have, like, legitimate mental health facilities anymore, so... Who knows what the fuck they can do with him. And don't get me wrong, I enjoy him on the Howard Stern Show, as I do all the Whackpackers. But... You can't really just, like, laugh off the fact that he burned down an apartment building that other people live in. That's pretty fucked. Speaking of pretty fucked, let's get into our uh, top story of the day. Rush Limbaugh, conservative firebrand, talk radio host, general asshole, He dead. Uh, And before we go too crazy in this, I want to, I want to preface this with, I take no pleasure in the death of any human being. None. I took no pleasure in the death of Osama bin Laden. Now, it doesn't mean that the world might not be a better place without these people. It doesn't mean that I'm going to miss any sleep over these people. Uh, And it also doesn't mean that I'm going to speak any differently about these people in death as when they were alive. Because that's the stupidest fucking thing ever. I don't know why we do that in society. I don't know how death immediately equals sainthood. I, I I don't get it. But... I'm not happy a human is dead. And I want to make that clear. Uh, Am I glad that his reign of bullshit is over? Yes. Yes, I am. And I have no problem saying that. Here's the thing with this guy. He didn't give a fuck about anybody. Right? He was the ultimate, I'm in this for me. And it worked out incredibly well for him. Incredibly well. He was incredibly successful. We're going to get into uh, some of his greatest hits. But the key to know is he was a guy that millions of conservatives followed. And even if they didn't listen to his radio show every day, the talking points that he either created or was fed by the official Republican Party, and that's well documented, he talks about it, he was instrumental in driving all of those talking points across all of the right. Whether you were a listener of his or not, he had more than enough listeners 
to start the rumors, to start the lines, to get those notions to trend. Um, and that is what he did for many years, and he was the top of the top. Um, let's get into a little bit. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of coverage of this, right? Uh, one of the better ones, or or one of the ones that just kind of gets right into it, is from CNN. Now, you gotta love folks like CNN. You gotta love these neoliberals because, as much as he was a piece of shit, as much as he bashed CNN like it's going out of style, you know, of course they're gonna talk about him like he was their colleague or some shit. But Let's just take a listen. Icon. Rush Limbaugh passed away today at age 70. That after a long battle with lung cancer. Rush's wife, Catherine, announced his death at the start of Limbaugh's radio show just a short time ago. Limbaugh was an original, beyond a doubt, whether you agreed or disagreed. He created an entire industry with his voice, his brash, and his often inflammatory opinions. A pioneer of conservative media and a deeply polarizing figure, Rush Limbaugh became the most prominent political radio host in modern American history. We make the complex understandable, and we do it in a way that makes you love your country, not hate it. He started... That right there, shout out to CNN, because that is a, a just a wonderful introductory clip right there. That That was his goal. That was dumb down the issues... And give them to you from a pro-America stance. That's what he did. He did it well. As a top 40 DJ. A program exclusively designed for rich conservatives and right-minded Republicans. But shifted to AM talk radio in the 80s. Rich conservatives. Notice he doesn't talk about poor conservatives, even though they were the majority of his audience. But again, that's the biggest conservative lie, right? Even if I'm not rich today, I'm going to be, which is why I must pine for the rich and speak as if I am already one of them. Another thing that he was instrumental in driving. His namesake show was nationally syndicated in 1988, eventually expanding to more than 600 radio stations. Fans, known as Ditto Heads, cheered his brazen style while critics blasted him for racist, sexist, and other offensive speech. He accused actor Michael J. Fox of exaggerating his Parkinson's symptoms. He is moving all around and shaking, and it's purely an act. Holy shit. And he insulted a college student who advocated for access to birth control. It makes her a slut, right? Makes her a prostitute. After sponsors dropped his show, Limbaugh... Again, another hardcore conservative bullshit line. Any woman that talks about having sex is a slut. Uh, I don't really understand this puritanical bullshit, but it's one of their it's one of their gold stars. It's one of their main fucking things, and uh, again. He was key in delivering that. And you'll see a bunch of these these uh, advertisers, these sponsors, well, they all pulled out. 
but it sure as hell didn't stop him, and it sure as hell didn't drop his audience. If anything, it emboldens his audience. They clap for that. Yeah! You want birth control? You must be a slut. Because, you know, I don't have sex regularly. Fucking people. Ball apologized. Alyssa in the chat, I hate when my birth control makes me a prostitute. Seriously. I mean, wouldn't, isn't it like the opposite of a prostitute? On birth control, aren't you paying somebody else for that privilege? I feel like that's, I don't know. For that one. I again sincerely apologize to Ms. Fluke. I apologize. For using those two words to describe her. In 2000. I didn't mean you were a slut or a prostitute. Well, I mean, I did. Till it cost me some money. His stint as an NFL commentator on ESPN lasted only four weeks. He resigned in the face of public outcry after suggesting that Eagles quarterback Donovan McNabb was... I'm not a sports guy, but I love when they take people who aren't sports guys and try to put them in sports, and this exact thing's happened. Like, oh, oh, wait, hold on. You were... There's a reason you were not here. Overrated because of his race. The media has been very desirous that a black quarterback do well. But Limbaugh's popularity survived all the Because that's rare. Controversies, <laughs> as well as his own personal struggles. In 2001, he suffered hearing loss from an autoimmune disease. Two years later, he admitted a drug problem. I am addicted to prescription pain medication. Limbaugh was arrested for doctor shopping in 2006, but went to rehab and the charge was dropped. You hear that? Doctor shopping. He was a junkie. He, he got arrested for things that many people are still sitting in prison for, for many, many years. But of course, privilege doesn't exist, right? This guy got to go to rehab, which, let's be honest, at his level, at his dollar amount, rehab is what we would all consider a resort. So the guy got to go to a resort, and because of that, all his charges were dropped. Uh, I bet we could take a walk down to the local state prison and find a few hundred people of all shapes and sizes and colors who would be more than happy to go on vacation and rehab in exchange for having their charges dropped. They don't get that option. This rich fuck does, though. Oh, by the way, uh, he spent years bashing people who were on drugs. But, you know, he's a hero because he admitted his problem. Fuck this dead guy. Through it all, he remained a hero to the right, defending Republicans from what he said was the biased liberal media. <laughs> Radio executives praised his storytelling abilities and his broadcasting talent. And the revenue he generated. Now, I've said this before, and I'll say this again. His success in radio is undeniable. He did it better than anybody. That, that doesn't mean I appreciate what he did. That doesn't mean I support what he said. But from a purely industry standard, he was the best. He killed it. And, and keep that in mind, because in a few minutes we're going to talk about where that industry is without him. Limbaugh was a GOP kingmaker and a close ally of President Trump with a direct line to the White House. I 
just received clearance. The president has gotten word to me. Remember how I was saying that they use him to deliver their shit directly? That he is either getting funding for the border or he's shutting the whole thing down. In 2020, President Trump awarded Limbaugh the Medal of Freedom at the State of the Union. In recognition... You believe this bullshit? ...mission of all that you have done for our nation, the millions of people a day... You have brainwashed. ...that you speak to and that you inspire. A day before, Limbaugh announced that he had been... That, by the way, was his payment for the previous clip. That's, that's how we say... Uh, you know, here, you deliver our message. I'll, I'll put you over in front of the country. Been diagnosed with advanced lung cancer, and he spoke directly to his radio audience. Over the years, a lot of people have been very nice telling me how much this program has meant to them. But whatever. The this is also a guy, by the way, who's claimed for many years that smoking doesn't cause cancer and couldn't kill you. Just just for reference. Um, I'm not going to make you watch that whole 10-minute clip, but it gives you a little bit of background on the guy. Um, I do have another one, if I can close this fucking first one. Um, this is a little more... This is a little more from, I believe it was 2013, that whole Sandra Bland thing, uh, where he called her a slut. But it's it's interesting to... Relive these things. Debate about a talk radio giant insulting a third-year law student. Sorry if that's too high. For two days, Holy Rush fuck. Limbaugh has eviscerated Sandra Fluke on the radio. What does it say about the college co-ed Susan Fluke? Sandra. Who goes before a congressional committee and essentially says that she must be paid to have sex. What does that make her? She didn't fucking say that, by the way. Just... I realize it's probably silly to debate this at this point, but it's not what she said. It makes her a slut, right? It makes her a prostitute. She wants to be paid to have sex. Fluke, a third-year law student at Georgetown. She didn't want to be paid to have sex. She wanted better access to birth control. It is now the flashpoint in a debate about whether employers should be required to fully cover contraception, even if they have religious objections. Fluke had been... Can you imagine that? I mean, I guess it's even still a debate, right? But it's the most ludicrous fucking debate there could possibly be. You, you offer health insurance. Uh, it should cover a prescription. Doesn't matter your, your fucking religious... And how far radical religious are you that you're against birth control? And I know it exists, but... Like, on the scale of having issues with things based on your religion, not being allowed, you know, preventing a pregnancy. Forget about abortion. Forget about any of that stuff. Just preventing a, a pregnancy from happening. Your religion's against that? Take your religion go fuck yourself. I, I don't get it. But, again, we're, we're touching on a wide variety of things here. Prevented from testifying by Republican Congressman Daryl Issa at this congressional hearing in mid-February. Two congresswomen even walked out of the hearing after only men testified. 
But last week, Fluke was back before Congress, this time speaking at an unofficial hearing held by Democrats. Without insurance coverage, contraception, as you know, can cost a woman over $3,000 during law school. For a lot of students who, like me, are on public interest scholarships, that's practically an entire summer's salary. Those comments set off the talk radio giant on Wednesday. She's having so much sex she can't afford the contraception. She wants you and me and the... So much sex. Because your birth control prescription is based on volume. Holy fuck. Taxpayers to pay her to have sex. What does that make us? We're the pimps. And again on Thursday. We're going to have to pay for this. Now we want something in return. Ms. Fluke, and that would be the videos of all this sex posted. Holy fuck! I, I had not heard that particular part. Jesus Christ! Online, so we can see. Can you believe? Can you? Uh, and I'm sorry. I'm I'm discovering this maybe with some of you for the first time. Maybe not. Maybe I'm behind. But looking at this guy, listening to this guy, and compare that with people on social media that are upset or giving others shit for talking about or even celebrating. Again, I don't celebrate the death of another human being, but I'm sure as hell not going to give somebody shit if they were when we're talking about this particular human being. Can you imagine being upset and telling people, how dare you speak ill of this man? Get fucked. What we are getting for our money. Overnight, Fluke responded on MSNBC. I guess my reaction is what uh, the reaction that a lot of women have when they've been... Oh, wow, this is old Ed. Remember Ed? Ed was an incredible, legitimate progressive. That didn't bode well for MSNBC. They threw him out. Ed Schultz. Poor guy also died of cancer, I believe called these names initially you're you're stunned but then very quickly you're outraged because this is historically the kind of language that is used to silence women house democrats are seizing on house democrats didn't do much about it back then still don't do shit um i've got and now this is in meme form you want to take it with a grain of salt you can I don't have a source for every one of these clips, but this is a, a, a pretty good... The memes, by the way, are just fucking out of control today, as you, as you might imagine. But these are supposedly, and I, some of them I know for a fact, so... Quotes of Rush Limbaugh. You're a foreigner. You shut your mouth or you get out. Blacks are 12% of the population. Who the hell cares? Let stupid and unskilled Mexicans do that work. I mean, it just goes on. Feminism was established so as to allow unattractive women easier access to the mainstream of society. People are mad you're celebrating this guy's death. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the radio industry. And again, if you're a Matt Major show OG or you followed me on social media, you know I've talked for a long time about the death of radio. And you can say, well, Matt, you've been talking about this for years. That's a true statement. 
Uh, I have never once said this was an overnight thing. I said it was in steady decline. I've said it's not evolved. And and when you don't evolve, when you don't try to keep up with, with times, it's, it's only natural what's going to happen. It's going the way of blockbuster video. Maybe not, not as quickly. You know, that went from uh, being popular one day to almost like a light switch not being. Radio is a bit more gradual. But make no mistake, they're not making any moves to position themselves better. And we're going to look at some data and we're going to look at some of these different things. But one of the key points is Rush Limbaugh was their top guy, like by a mile. Let's look at some data. This was, um, if I can get the right fucking thing here. Here we go. This was from, uh, I believe, 2018. Highest paid radio hosts. Now, first and foremost, they've got Howard Stern here. Howard Stern doesn't belong here, at least in, in terms of this conversation. And when I talk about radio in the radio industry, just to be clear, I'm talking about traditional terrestrial broadcast radio, FM and AM. I'm not talking about every means of listening to audio communications these days. Those things have evolved. Howard Stern, 15 years ago now, has evolved. Howard Stern left terrestrial radio that long ago. He went to a new medium. This is what's happening in the traditional radio industry. So the idea that the radio industry isn't dying is silly, because when you look at this list, their top guy doesn't even work there. So take him right off the list, right? Then you move the next top guy in the radio industry was Rush Limbaugh. He was the biggest and if you look, uh, a lot of folks say, well, another another person will rise up, another conservative. And that's possible, right? Because conservative talk radio is one of the biggest things still remaining in radio. You've got Ryan Seacrest, who does do a music show, but it's kind of like a music talk show. It's, it's more of a, uh, a morning zoo type of show. He's not just a DJ, so he is still kind of in the talk format. But when we talk about conservative talk radio, the next guy is Sean Hannity, who was less than half of Limbaugh. Less than half. And then you got Glenn Beck, and I'm not completely sure if the Glenn Beck program is actually on terrestrial radio anymore. I know he's doing incredibly well for himself with The Blaze. That's his own TV and online network. Uh, it's a subscription-based model where his, his fans and his listeners go to his platform. Nobody can control him. Nobody can do whatever. I think it's a smart model. I'm honestly not sure if his program in any form still runs on terrestrial radio. It might. But still, just look at these numbers. That would be a tenth of what Limbaugh made. These are their big guys. And again, just looking at this list... This one, number one guy, not even in the industry. Number two guy, fucking dead. Oh, but why Why would radio be in trouble, Matt? It's still booming. Let's talk about why radio is the powerhouse that it is. Cars. 
Cars are the reason. And not just because people spend a lot of time in their car, but because every car manufactured in your lifetime has had one of these radios built right in. You start up the car, the radio starts playing, many cases when you wanted to or not, right? This is why radio has its power. This is still today the number one place people listen to the radio. And we'll get into some stats. Well, they'll tell you how many people are listening. It's all about the car. They had an unfair advantage in the car. But that's changing. If you've bought a vehicle in the last decade, there's a good chance it's got satellite radio built right in. If you've bought a new car in the last two, three, four, five years, or if you will ever buy a new car in the future, you will see it's got apps built in. And you can stream directly from your phone. That means you can listen to the Matt Major Show. That means you can listen to podcasts. That means you can listen to uh, music from the other side of the world. That means you can listen to a book on tape. It's literally unlimited. You have access to all these things just as easy as you did the radio in the car. Radio's biggest advantage is on the way out. Do not be surprised if in the near future, new automobiles don't have zero FM radio capabilities. Do not be surprised if they eliminate a radio receiver from a vehicle altogether in the not-too-distant future. I don't know if a Tesla has one. I, I, I don't know if it does or not. I know it's incredibly sophisticated. It's got a fucking computer that you drive the thing with. I, I don't know if it's got an FM radio built in. I would not be surprised if they already omitted that. So your, your delivery mechanism is on a steady decline. Your top talents have either left or died. But, you know, the, the industry's fine, guys. Everything's okay. It's like the radio industry hired the, the Iraqi minister of, of whatever. Remember that guy? Oh, the war's going great. After the Americans had killed them all. Um, let's get into a little more. This is a story. This is a radio. This is a radio. So this, by the way, I think this is an interesting clip because it's got some, some good things to talk about. But I'm pretty sure this was like some college students, you know, uh, project. If not, it's the worst local news story ever because it's just like it, it's the production value is horrible but it used to be the biggest medium in the world but do people still listen to it 24 7 well, i listen to radio every day baseball That's this is by the way um hold on 2013 so this is eight years old That's about it um not that often I'm not really a big fan of it because they play the same thing over and over. Statistics show that 93% of Americans still listen to broadcast radio. All right, so this, I really want to talk about this statistic. Because, again, this is eight years old. If you contact a radio station today and you ask them 
you know, you tell them, I want to advertise, come talk to me. And they'll come and they'll sit down and they'll hand you their, you know, their marketing sheet, their handout, their sales pitch. Every radio station in the United States will hand you something or will say to you this stat right here. 90 some percent of Americans still listen to radio. This particular stat they hang their hat on and have clearly for going on a decade now. Here's the thing. <laughs> that statistic is about the number of people that hear some form of radio throughout their day. If you get in your car and fire it up and the radio is playing for a minute before you flip on a podcast, you count. If you happen to walk into a business that has a radio on in the background, you count. Anywhere that you could possibly encounter a broadcast radio signal counts you. And yes, it's prevalent. And you see those things all over. Does that mean 93% of Americans are sitting intently listening to the programming? Buying the products that are being advertised? No. No, it does not mean that at all. It is one of the most misleading sales pitches uh, in the history of business today. And literally nobody talks about it. And literally nobody calls them out on this. It's bullshit. But most of them... When I'm driving. Only when I'm driving. But now I also have iPads and iPhones for radio. It's exciting. We're hitting all these new frontiers. Our, our radio station can be on new platforms. People can access it in ways that they never were able to in the past. But not... So... Let's address this, right? Because the guy's absolutely right. Listening is evolving. All these things I'm talking about, listening in your car, yeah, you can do that. But the problem is, again, their lack of evolution. What do I mean by that? When the radio industry discovered there's internet radio, there's apps, there's websites where people can listen to audio, and people are listening to audio through these things, and we need to take advantage of them, their way to take advantage of them is to broadcast the regular radio over these mediums. They're taking the same exact thing, and they're just using these as another delivery mechanism. And okay, but the issue here that they've missed out on is the fact that these different mediums, these different technologies, these different demographics consume these things differently and want these things differently. So you're giving them the same thing that you they told you they didn't want. You're just offering it another place and going, look at we're we're evolving. You're not. And you know, little side note, this goes into the world of of social media marketing and and business branding and things like this. What works on Facebook does not work as well on Twitter. What works on Twitter does not work on an Instagram or on TikTok. Each of these different platforms have different nuances, different demographics, different things that work and don't work. And to be successful on all of them, you can't take the same piece of content and just blast it identically to all of them. You have to tailor things. Same goes for this.
could the radio industry evolve into something that jumps into the the modern world of streaming and new media? Absolutely they could, but they haven't. And that's the point here. They are doing the same thing they've done for a hundred years. But somehow they think that's going to work for them. Not everyone is convinced there is a future for radio. Traditional radio, the radio you know we grew up on, um, is kind of on its way out the door. I think radio is dying. Is radio dying? Not according to the radio experts. Hey, listen, coming up. So let's pair. And again, the reason I want to show this particular clip is because I, I love this. I love this idea that everyone you ask about whether or not radio is dying works in radio. It, it, it's funny because every time that I talk about it, or, or it's, it's always my friends who work in radio who are going to argue against it. Like, no shit. Your, your opinion's going to be different. Harriet, 103.7, does not. I think it's going to be over, but it's just going to be different. And I think that radio is uh, going through a transformation, obviously. it's. And again, this was, what, eight years ago? And if you stop right there, she would be right. If radio was going through a transformation and evolved to meet these new things, it could still be there, and it could just be different. But it's not. It's absolutely not. And that's the problem. Hard to imagine what it was like when I was growing up. It was the only place you would go for information besides the newspaper. Now you can just... And again, there it is. Nostalgia. One of the other main driving forces behind radio. Nostalgia. And in a minute, I'm going to show you some demographics and some ages. You'll see it's the most popular with the oldest generations. Nostalgia. It's not a business model, my friends. Let's go online, right? Yeah. You can look at, you know, you're, you have all your favorite sites bookmarked, you go to YouTube, you go whatever, and everything's, you know, you can get, there's so many other outlets. But I don't think... She's making the argument for me. I love it. That means that radio's dead. I think it means it's just competing for attention in a different marketplace. Uh, you know, radio has always had challenges. Um, I think, obviously, when, when television came along, you know, people said the same thing. <laughs> totally different situation. Totally different medium. When television came out, that was a different thing. That's visual. That's not the same competition as today's audio-only competition. Radio just adapted to the new environment. Um, no, and, you didn't. And was able to continue to flourish. You didn't adapt. You just did what you did in radio on another platform. That's not adapting. That's recycling. With over a million listeners every week, Joey V has no worries about the future. A radio listening hasn't gone down. It's actually gone up. More Americans are listening to the radio now more than ever. So for people thinking that radio is dying, forget about it. At least according to Clear Channel. I and that right there, my friends, is the icing on the cake of this video. Radio isn't dead, not according to Clear Channel, a company that no longer exists. Now, you can say, well, Matt, they do exist. They became iHeartRadio. Okay, let's talk about iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio from the day one, the reason they changed their name 
and started branding after that. iHeartRadio was their app. They totally rebranded their company to match the app. If we want to talk about radio industry trying to evolve, iHeart, formerly Clear Channel, might be one of the better examples. But let's look at what they're doing. If you've listened to the news lately, you've seen that iHeart in the last 12 months has had multiple massive layoffs of well-known and popular talent and support staff. They are shedding their radio stations as quickly as they can. They used to be in a, in a hurry-up-and-pick-em-up mode to dominate. And if you listen to a Clear Channel station, for a while they used to tell you, hey, go download our app and listen to our station on the app, right? They're replacing, or, or they're, they're again, they're recycling. They're telling you how to get the stuff that you're used to on your car radio, now on the app. If you listen to an iHeartRadio station today, you will hear those same advertisements, but they say, get our iHeartRadio app, and you can make your own playlist. You can make your own radio station. You can listen to just the music, just the podcasts that you want. It is totally disconnecting from the FM traditional broadcast radio. Their goal is to totally get out of the traditional broadcast radio business. It's expensive. It costs a lot of money to operate towers and have entire teams in every city. And it's declining. The profits are not there anymore. So to say that traditional radio isn't dying is to not be paying attention to what traditional radio is doing. It's, it's a silly notion to argue against. Let's look at some data real quick. Because I like data. I like at least, you know, a little bit. It's not totally me running my mouth. I mean, mostly, but not totally. Um, this is from the Pew Research Center uh, in 2017. And again, the, the thing that I, I really want to show... And this is radio listenership. And again, this is that bullshit stat that I was talking about. That they love to parrot around. And even that is in decline. 2009 is at 92%. 2016, even their bullshit stat is at 91%. And by the way, this is listing it as... People who listen to terrestrial radio in a given week. I've seen a lot of radio stations promote that stat as in a given day. Uh, online listenership. Skyrocketing. Moving away from the terrestrial. Uh, the most listened to formats. Now, it does have news talk information at the very top. That's your Rush Limbaugh's, right? The rest is all music. So technically, I would add all these up. It's, you know, it's breaking them down by genre. But technically, I would add all these up, and music does still dominate. But that should be even more concerning because there are so many more options for just music listening than radio. Options that are uncensored, options that 
have no commercials or even frequently less commercials. Um, cell phone owners who have listened to an online radio in the car using their phone. So this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is the new way to listen in your vehicle using your cell phone. Now, nowadays, you don't even have to use your cell phone. A lot of this shit is built right in the dash. But again, this was from 2017. And look how it goes. It goes from 6% to 40% in 2017. Continue that growth rate. And imagine where we're at right now at 2021. But radio's not dying, they tell me. People who have listened to podcasts, again, skyrocketed, and that has continued. Doesn't bode well. NPR's podcast. We used to listen to NPR on the radio. Now people are listening to it on demand on the podcast. Uh, And here's a big one. Radio station revenue. It's growing. A little bit. For the most part, it's kind of stagnant. But if you look at that growth, you'll say, well, well, Matt, if everything's down, how is it growing? Because what they're doing is they're charging more for their advertisements as they're cutting these personalities, as they're cutting expenses. So, sure, you're going to make some more revenue. But also, uh, and this is one of the big things that you're going to find if you're a business owner is you're getting less and less bang for more and more dollars as you advertise on radio. And that's a big issue. I mean, that's that's it, right? We talk about free market. That's where they really, really run into trouble. Um, and, and I promise you, we're, we're almost done with this topic. But there was one more that I wanted to show you. Uh, this is a more recent article from uh, Digital Music News. Is traditional radio about to crash? This is 2019. Audience levels in America have been flat for three years straight. Again, these folks go into what I was talking about. About the number of people that listen and is that, does that, does that mean a lot, right? Um, there's a good, there's a good passage I'm trying to find here. Let's see. Uh, what I was talking about earlier. What precisely is the definition of listening to radio? If one shops in a grocery store that plays a local radio station, does that count? It does. This is what I'm telling you. The other thing that this article talks about, I can't find the exact quote I was looking for, but I'll I'll link this article so you can check it out. It's a very good one. They talk about the lack of focus. And you can see this in other data that I don't have here in terms of the effectiveness for advertisers for a podcast. Advertising dollars on podcasts have such a higher rate of return that it's not even funny. And the question is why? Listener focus. When you listen to a podcast, whether you're listening to me, you're listening to Gary V, you're listening, whatever, whoever you listen to at the podcast, chances are you're a fan of that guy. In much the same way that Rush Limbaugh's listeners were fans, and after listening to them over and over, day after day, you like what they're saying, they become someone you trust. So now, 
when a product is advertised. And keep in mind, podcast advertising is not generally like traditional radio advertising where they run a commercial that you are subconsciously already programmed to tune out. In a podcast, we do what they call native ads, right? We talk about it. Hey, go to themerchlink.com. They've got some really cool shirts. I love them. I wear them. I give my personal endorsement. That drives far more people to actually check out or even hear the advertisement than do in traditional radio. The value is greatly increased. And so, you know, I always played this this radio game, and I don't know about you, but when I was in the car listening to traditional radio and the commercials would come on, that's the time to flip to another station and flip to another station and flip to another station and find songs. You don't do a lot of flipping when you're listening to podcasts. Um, you know, it's 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 very interesting, and it's something that folks really need to pay attention to because radio is not helping this. Now their biggest guy is dead. The guy above them had left their industry 15 years ago. Could the remaining conservative talking heads come in and, and fill that void probably to a degree but again even the bigger ones when we when we look back we talk about uh, you know Glenn Beck creating his own network if more and more do that if we see more and more driven away especially conservatives right now that are anti-traditional media that are anti-censorship the the draw of these private platforms has never been greater for these folks and the main lead that was kick, keeping them on FM radio has just died. The idea that this will not be a horrific event for the state of broadcast traditional terrestrial radio is foolish. But they will continue to ignore. They will continue to replace 70-year-olds with new, hot, young 57-year-olds until... The younger generation, who doesn't listen to a second of radio, becomes the prominent one. And then people will feel like it went as fast as, as Blockbuster, because it will kind of be overnight. There will be a point where it feels like yesterday we had all these radio stations, and today there are none, just like Blockbuster. And people will say, damn, I didn't see that coming. And then you can play on this show. My friends... I've had a, uh, of course, bunch of other things going on, bunch of other things to talk about, but time got away from us. I very much want to thank everybody who's been listening to the show, watching the show, sharing it. That that means absolutely so much to me. Um. And, and again, the goal is to, to talk about things that our people are, are interested in, to promote things, both locally and nationally, that not enough people are talking about. And, you know, if you like that, everything you do to, to help me keep this going is is much, much appreciated. And I, I thank you very much. We are done for the week. Uh, we are, as I mentioned before, we're doing uh, four-day weeks to start the show. I've got some ideas and some things where we might do a special Friday show. Maybe we'll keep it four days. We'll, we'll see what's going. But 
I'm really liking the way things are going. I very much appreciate everybody who's shown us love so far, and it's my hope that we can only grow the audience from here. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll get to a point where millions are talking about how happy they are when I die. That's a weird goal. Yeah. Anyway, it's the Matt Major Show. We'll see you soon. Tomorrow I will run the Scott Chiffaut interview from Clerks because their event from Wizard World begins on Friday. The live Clerks virtual a Q&A, which I believe is free, that happens tomorrow. So check that out. Tomorrow morning I will, even though it's pre-recorded, I will rerun Monday's show where you'll have that interview. Uh, so check that out. Share it with your friends. And uh, enjoy, my friends. This has been the Matt Major Show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. We'll see you next week.